Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello, hello, my friends. Are you ready to talk about Peter? That's all I keep thinking about. Every time Peter's on screen using his bad boy voice. Yeah. Villain voice. And his villain eyebrows. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Okay, so so they got him into the basement. I oh, all I kept thinking about is in the basement is when like um Alex was there and there was that whole like reverse kidnapping situation <laughs> and, and they still could manage to shoot her because everything's working in slow motion. So I just kind of had that visual and I yes. knew nothing was gonna come of it. Like, okay, fine, she tased him, and that must have felt really good for you know herself and just everything that went down. But Oh, I was just like, this is going to go so awry, but how is it going to go awry? So I think what I was hanging on to was the humor and how is this going to fall apart instead of being angry. Yeah, I think that's definitely the expectation whenever Anna dives into a new venture, for (laughs) sure. Um, I was really getting into, again, Peter's villain voice and the things he chooses to say. So for instance, he chooses to talk to Valentine about his aunt saying, when you oh bed her yes. and I was like what <laughs> century are you living in like what are you talking about have you just binge watched Bridgerton and you're saying something like this like I didn't understand that it made me laugh I have it in my notes too it's one of my favorite lines because I'm like bed her like I, I don't even understand and exactly that it's your aunt and he's kind of like your father you're weird right it's like just because you found out you're she's not your mom she's still your aunt it's really weird because you thought of her as your mom and you think of Valentina <laughs> as your dad brother and then you're like you guys want to do it let's talk about it and I'm like I don't think you need to I don't I don't and then when he's like someone you care about will die it's like this voice I don't know. I mean, it's funny, but I don't know what I think of it. And even more, I feel like there's a drinking game that could be made out of every time someone makes the point of saying, he's like Faison. You're acting like Faison. Your father was a villain and you were acting exactly like him. And I'm just like, why? Like, we get it. We know he's Faison's son. And it's just like, I'm not sure what exactly is the point of this. I'm not sure if it's to cement his history I don't know if it's to reinforce how bad he is obviously if you've watched the show for a long time it's like are they referencing things and clues and I mean we'll get to other references but I don't know like the amount of times like you're you're making this point like what do you make of that because to me I kind of see it as we don't think he's a good enough villain so we're just gonna keep saying he is exactly okay to me it's a little bit of that but also I mean GH is kind of funny in a way and yes they're like serious and uh you know they pull in history like the Sean Donnelly and the Tiffany Hill thing but at the same time like let's throw it to let's say like um Michael and Willow how many times they would mention Wiley we kind of said the same thing like we could make a drinking game out of it so it's like is it a nod to be playful in addition to just trying to make sure that we understand that he's a bad guy and there's no changing him huh okay fine maybe I could find some appreciation for it because they do tend to I feel like give a little nod to the audience like if something is annoying like even when Brit mentioned her bangs Right? That was kind of speaking to the audience. (laughs) You guys won't stop talking about our bangs, so we'll reference it too. Like you said, everyone made a joke about how often she references Wiley, and perhaps they kept doing it. And I don't know. Maybe all the Peter Faison stuff 
and the critique of Peter, maybe for that reason, they're, they're amping that up as well. But yeah, it's just a lot. Like every time I hear it and I'm like, we get it. We know exactly. Um, who he is. What I was happy to find out, though, the more that Peter spoke, was that Chase wasn't necessarily going to die, that there would be stages of suffering and it could be deadly. So to <laughs> me, I found that oddly comforting. Well, so did I, because if Finn has the expertise that he does, if they can just do the right test to figure out what's wrong, then they can just still go and continue this weird Peter plan that he's escaped from and convince them that, you know, they had to do that and that's the best thing for them. So I'm banking on that. Before we get to that, because you're being soups generous about what you just <laughs> said. Okay. Um, in that moment when they referenced Sean Donnelly, because he died in real life. Yes. The yes. actor. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're getting his real life daughter, who apparently is a TikTok star, to come in and play mm. his TV daughter on the show. And so there will be a, like an episode to honor him. So I didn't know who he was because of that when they referenced him. But I really wish in that moment that I was much older than I was because I imagine for a lot of other people who were able to kind of like know the reference right away, I immediately attempted to Google it. And I was like, that's too hard. So I waited until they explained it <laughs> on the show. Well, it's funny because you reference like you want to be older. I feel ancient when somebody says it's a TikTok star. <laughs> 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 oh man okay so let's get to that part okay let's get to that part okay. like peter obviously hurt someone yes. and we know it's cheese okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. slowly anna's putting something together <laughs> or was hatching she? I don't it's know. Hard, <laughs> it's hard to know. So she runs around to find Finn and then she finds out Chase is sick. And it looks like she's thinking about something. It looks like stuff is simmering. And then she gets there. She gets back. And I really thought she was going to figure it out on her own. <laughs> and then Valentine had to point it out. Well, do you think you just got Chase then? She's like, oh my gosh, could it be? <laughs> and the worst part is before that happened, Anna was the one, before she had left, who told Valentine, don't let Peter play you. Yep, exactly. He's bluffing, and I'm like, don't let Peter play you? You have no idea, like, what you're doing, like, at all when it comes to Peter and everything else, pretty, pretty much. But, yeah, so I was super disappointed that she couldn't put it together, and that Valentine did. I, it's like, I don't know if they're putting, they're putting her in this role Time and time again, she's been failing at missions and everybody's been telling her, like, you're not telling us what you're going to do. You're just saying you're going to do something. So when is she going to be right? Because right now her reputation is just like swirling down the drain. How is this whole partnership? Like, I can't wait to see how it's going to end and how in the end she's going to redeem herself. Because like you said, how did yeah. she not pinpoint it? Like, what is happening with her character, her instinct, her judgment, and her, like, basic plan to figure this out? Because there is no plan. There's never an actual plan. Like, they had no plan B. How is it possible that they're WSB agents, and they didn't think that he'd have a backup plan? It's really bad. <laughs> like, so bad. Like, so bad. Like, and I don't, like, it sucks to say, but, like, when I'm hearing you talk, and I'm like, I feel like it's been so long that I've seen this Anna that I can't even recall if she's done much successfully when it comes to a mission. <laughs> like, I don't have any of those memories to call on. 
in this moment <laughs> but it's just but what but what's getting you that's exactly it i don't know what it's meant to for character with peter there was a whole rationalization that there was too much of an emotional connection but now right. she's putting on this whole bravado that like i see the light everybody i was wrong but i'm right and now i see the light and now i'm <laughs> after peter and i'm mad at him and my feelings don't get in the way see i tased him like it's just total this extreme and it's like i don't really know if she's ever learned to be honest with herself when it comes to Peter, I think she's still being ruled by a lot of guilt. That's for damn sure. But mm -hmm. I just kept thinking to myself, like, could you imagine? Like, now, like, could you imagine if Maxie actually depended on her? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That would be awful. Heartbreaking. Painstaking. Right? So I just think back to Maxie, and I think I, I, I love it even more. Like, I feel like I need to rewatch it. That scene where she's like, I'm not going to depend on you. Look at what you have done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the whole thing with Peter. It's like as soon as they had, like, Chase, it's like, one, I just keep thinking, no one has ever thought to record Peter. Oh, my God. You've read my mind. It's like if you're sitting with me this week or was that Monday? I don't even know. But, yes, 100% I thought the same thing. So it's like, you guys said it yourselves. It's really hard to get evidence. You're going to lock him away somewhere to see if you can get some. So just try now. Like, start now. <laughs> <laughs> start getting some. But it was like the moment she found out it was Chase, she's like, okay, fine. And they took him to the hospital. She's like, we'll let you go. 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 Yeah, we won't get in the way of you and Maxie. Have whatever you want. But he basically said, um, not so fast. I may not, but thanks for letting me be free. That's what I got from the whole situation. <laughs> because as of today's episode, they were standing in front of Carly's house, and they pretty much said, I guess we'll just wait. Um, wait. on a <laughs> drive him away with the antidote. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so going back to Finn, I am furious because she found out that he was poisoned. And I'm sorry, but what better like situation for someone to be poisoned when Finn can be involved? Because exactly. this is legitimately his area of expertise. So mm -hmm. like, why would you need to succumb, let's just say, to this leverage? Because right now you're banking on the fact that Peter will eventually give you the antidote. Like that may be maybe he'll he'll hold up his end of the bargain and i get it it's faster to have this antidote that's already been prepared but why don't you maybe just trust finn because if he knows that he's been poisoned he can immediately start to do things okay so here's and the then thing. you would still have peter right exactly so let's go back to the conversation where she finds him anna finds finn at the club and they sit down and finn is like no matter what if you need something, I'm there for you. So to me, like that representation is yes, Anna failing at something once again, because she's not thinking logically, but it's also because that situation would bring her and Finn closer together because they would be rebuilding trust. And she's obviously wanting Valentine and sparking with Valentine. So it's almost like a subconscious pushing Finn away. And once again, not involving him in something that is critical and affecting his life. Very true, though, because you're right. The product of helping Finn would reestablish trust because this would be huge, including him on a mission. But I honestly find that such a cop out because even mm -hmm. Finn called her out on that. You know, like, you, like that's the problem with her secret keeping. It's stupid because yep. she often, <laughs> like, you know, she literally tells everybody, like, I don't know how many times she's tried to go on a fact finding mission and then gets caught and then spills the whole case to the person she's trying to get information from and then just ends up asking them, like, flat out. 
<laughs> and she often goes to other people about her cases, you know? So it's just like she does pick and choose. Like, I get it. Her life is dangerous. People might be after her. But, like, for what I'm understanding, the woman is not necessarily an active WSB agent. I've never thought that. Like, I really haven't in the past <laughs> couple of years. I feel like she's just busying herself with whatever she feels like. And so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I just feel like in this situation, she has a bit of leverage. I feel like Finn is a secret weapon. Like, I really do. And she has included him in missions before. So it really is a picking and choosing. But, like, honestly, if Finn was mad at her before, he's going to be furious now. Because, like, remember, when she went to go visit him, it was to Anna. She said, you know, like, I wanted a brother, but I wanted a son even more. Like, something like that, like, he didn't realize. So I'm just saying this is, like, a huge setup for something I want to see. Because while they're not together and they've already just, they're already there and they've already went through their drama, to me, I want to see the fireworks to this. Because it doesn't just include Finn, it also includes Jackie. Exactly. And Jackie's fears. And, you know, Finn might just walk away from this and not say exactly the things he needs to say to Anna, or at least not in the way that we want to see it play out. Yes. Jackie will. So, yeah. So that's what I want to see. And I just don't even understand how Anna and her mind can justify, like, I was saving you. Like, to this day, I will back Jordan and her lies, okay? Like, to, <laughs> like I, I will back her lie about, let's say, knowing that Taggart was dead. Because a lot about that made a lot of sense, okay? Because it was mm-hmm. true. Even Ava walked Trina through it. Jack said the same thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I just there was a lot more logic to it. The less people who knew, the better. But in this situation, I do not see the logic. No, there's never any logic with her. That's the hard part to follow all these stories and nothing actually happens or there's no point to what she's doing. That's why when later on, because when she went in and she seemed interested about meeting Cyrus, I'm like, that's weird. Ugh. I don't think they've met and they haven't. Yeah. And then she says something like, um, okay, so when Anna was sitting at the table after she met Cyrus and she says something about figuring out your next move and she goes, I definitely have. I was just like, have you though? Have you figured out your next move? It's like, for me, I was making fun of her when I was watching this. I'm like, does she really have the time to add something else to her fail to-do list? All the things I need to fail at. Does she really have time to invest herself into something else that's not going to work out? Like, it's ridiculous. She's running around with the, like a chicken with her head cut off. She is, and, and that's what's so hard to watch. I honestly think, <laughs> I just want to say one of my other favorite lines, uh, when because Martin and Cyrus, they're still, like, eyeing each other up, like, smiling at each other. Martin's like, why are you grimacing at her? And he's like, I'm smiling. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it actually made me laugh, because, you know, most of the time Cyrus creeps us out. But obviously, Cyrus is super lonely. <laughs> okay? Yes! And the minute a woman smiles at him, he's all like, Who's that? What's going on? What's the gossip? What's the dish? <laughs> but she hates you. Like she hates you already. But yeah. I feel like, you know, they put Valentina in a position to flirt with um, why do I almost forget her name? Because I don't like her so much. Gladys. Right. Yes, Gladys. That I honestly feel like Anna's big plan is to flirt with Cyrus. Okay. Just, it, right? It's in the realm, right? It doesn't do anything. It doesn't accomplish anything. It gets her in more trouble. <laughs> And nothing gets accomplished. Well, is it, wasn't that her big plan with Faison, and then she ended up with Peter? Not really, but she thought she did. Oh my god! Actually, she so... never did any of those things. But... <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna did. love this conversation. <laughs> it, we literally had a conversation to exemplify what you said. <laughs> Having a conversation, and it's really nothing. It's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> 
And so, okay, so we can't talk about this Chase poisoning without the side story of Willow's inability to tell the man that she's moved in with Michael and they're back together and they're a family. She has the worst timing of life. Uh huh. <laughs> to, 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 to put it mildly, this is the funniest. Like this is the funniest comment, and I had to mention it. So Snazzy has okay. commented about and Willow saying, "I don't get her whole remodel drama. She couldn't stop talking about. It. You'd think getting a mattress would be the first thing you do when you move into a new place. Not two boyfriends and fourteen almost kisses later." <laughs> that made me laugh out loud because when we saw that part you know where michael goes in and she has her mattress i was like okay what have you been sleeping on (laughs) i'm like there's a mattress in your living room okay i'm like this and in my head i'm like such an idiot i'm like all like analyzing and i'm like well that's an interesting scene prop to have for them to work around (laughs) and and i'm like will the sex happen here like i'm not sure and like even when she was like can you help me lug it upstairs i was like your sex mattress like this is what i was thinking i'm like they're gonna do it but then it occurred to me you know they gave her a house like they probably don't have a budget for like a room like a bedroom (laughs) (laughs) so like this is as good as the set gets so it's like well if they're gonna have sex how do we make this comfortable and so that's how that (laughs) happened in my mind okay that's how that happened in my mind um (laughs) okay so then finally michael is like super straightforward and she's like me too i've wanted you oh from the very beginning thanks a bunch (laughs) and then she's uh, and and then she (laughs) And then it's like, okay, all right. Like up until this point, I was super solid on the fact that she was dating Chase, but she mm-hmm. was like, can't think of a reason not to move forward, man. And she like jumped right in. <laughs> She's like, I'm broken up in my mind. And so she, they, so I like gasped. I'm like, that's a real kiss. And they're doing it again. <laughs> and they're still lip touching. Why are they lip touching? And I was just, I was freaking out. Like, I was freaking out. And I was like, whoa. And like, yeah, that was me. (laughs) Okay, so I had a very similar reaction. (laughs) I was like, I even wrote notes. I'm like, wait, is that a real kiss? And then I'm like, no, but they like actually, they're kissing. When's the, then I had to like do my videographic memory. No, Jackson Nina did not kiss. Ava Nicholas did not kiss. Okay, people were not kissing, but they're kissing. And I just, I was I think it wasn't the fact that they were having sex. It obviously it was the fact that there was a sex scene and it was sexy. It was. I love the fact that you kind of wondered, is this CGI? Like you're like, <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it real? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> oh man. So they had that whole fantasy. So you know how I kind of went into this very practical place, like they couldn't afford a set, they're using the mattress. And so then I see that they're doing it, having the sex. And then I see Chase having a dream. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guess it makes sense. You don't want to cross too many lines. It's still COVID. It would make sense that she would have the love suit with Michael and not make out with Chase in his dream. Because right. to me, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. That if you were going to have a dream about the <laughs> woman you desire and be in love with, she's in a frilly dress just sitting on your couch talking. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a fantasy of the year, my friend. 
about wanting to move back into your apartment. Every guy's dream. Every guy's dream. <laughs> yeah. That, like, I, so that to me was really funny. And I also felt sad because he's all like having a fantasy and being like, my life is great. And I'm like, it's not. And I feel like someone should <laughs> legit tell him that, you know, she doesn't love you or at least not in the way that you think or want or hope. Well, Brooklyn um. tried. She, Brooklyn tried to be his friend and to like hint him in a specific direction, but she also obviously did not have the heart to. Of course not. You know, it's like deciding deciding whether that's your place, right? Right. And so she made the good a good call there. But I I want to awkwardly go back to their sex scene and dissect mm-hmm. it a little bit more. Okay. So okay, when yes. I was. So when I was watching the whole sex scene, it's like, they're going at it. They're going at it. And then out of nowhere, there's like a scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like her, she's back to him with her clothes. And so, and they show like, I don't know if, she, if they show her face or not, but I was just like, I love how like, you know, in sex scenes, there's obviously a lot of choreography, but I'm like, they were going at it for a while. And then she turned around and changed <laughs> her mind. <laughs> and then she changed it back and they continued. <laughs> so it was just awkward to me, all of that touching and all that stuff. And then she just turned away and stood to stare at the wall. I was like, what's going on, Willow? <laughs> Is it not as good as you thought it would be? It's a confusing then, in real life. <laughs> And then after that whole sex talk, they're like, yeah, like, do we take it slow? She's like, no, like, we're a family. Like, let's do that. And then when she was like, maybe I should just break up with Chase. And then Michael being like, should I come with you? Oh, my God, I couldn't even. I was like, are you kidding me? And then she's like, no, I think it's better that I just go alone. I'm like, you think? You think it's better that you go alone to dump Chase and not bring the guy with who you're dumping him for? <laughs> like I was like to you that's a good idea. Okay. And and then it's like it's crazy because it's like you know he didn't mean to cheat on her. But like she did. I know and I feel like what she's going to tell herself is that they weren't really official. They were just trying. I think that's how she's going to try to get away from the guilt, but it will eat her up because what she did was pretty shitty. And I think that like let's say she brought Michael, I feel like that's low key savage revenge, and right? she's just not fully in touch with that part of herself. She's like, I totally forgive Chase, but I'll cheat on him and then take you with me to go dump his ass. Like what? That's oh, not nice. No, it's terrible. And they even like said they loved each other. Like it was intense that whole not just the sex, but they finally said all the things they wanted to say. They talked about being in love. He's gonna move into her, her little cute house, which I think is kind of adorable to be honest. Um and sure. yeah, they're just moving I mean, I, I mean break up with the guy before you get married. Like at least give him that courtesy. I think they're married in their heart because they're so lame. But like <laughs> when <laughs> when he's like, I'm gonna move in here, I'm like, you're so doe-eyed. Because I'm like, you're seriously gonna move away from the chef. Like, I know, right? No, they're gonna walk up there for breakfast. Let's be real. Let's be real. Nothing's happening know. in there. <laughs> like, I don't know. Part of me's like, I get you'd want your privacy. It's super cute. But I, if I I don't know, I'm not rich, but I think I would like to have servants. Like I think <laughs> I would like a chef <laughs> and and a bunch of nannies and like just people just to, to just do stuff you know I think I would like it so I was just real surprised that he was like nah I'm okay I'll come here I'm like you guys understand you'll have to like make wildly food yourselves right no they won't Dante's son is there you know Olivia's son everybody's kids get dropped off there or live there so they just have to walk 
10 steps to get to the big house where the stuff is. So I think they're still okay. But yeah, you bring up Dante. So Michael's super awkward, okay? So he's like, Dante, maybe you should join the police. This is his like roundabout way to tell his brother he got laid. He's like, maybe (laughs) you should join the police force or chase us someone to like lean on. He's like, what? He's like kind of implying like, you know, he's like, no, I don't know. And I'm like, how would he know? He just banged Willow on the floor mattress. How would he know this? Like, what are you talking about? It just happened. You just had a whole relationship talk with your toddler about it. It just happened. Dante doesn't know yet. The newsletter was not sent out. But I love, okay, but I love the brotherness. And I love the fact that he did want to tell Dante. He did want to share his good news with his brother. Like, I thought it was very sweet. And just their banter. Like, when he asked Dante to stay for a beer. And Dante's like, well, I turned you down like 17 million times. So I'm going to stay. So, yeah, we can talk. I exactly I love the brotherly moments but I I also love Dante because he's obviously been a lot more casual and I just yes. find him kind of funny you know what I mean so even just that comment the way he spoke to to Michael not to mention how super funny it was the way he spoke to Ned I like that was amazing to me like first of all I was so thrilled for like a Brooklyn Dante reunion yes that was amazing like what do you think seeing them in scenes together that's the hard part though like Dante and Brooklyn they're just like oozing this great kind of personality and chemistry so them together I would like for them to have more so a friendship and for the relationship with Sam and Dante to continue but I like that he has people around him that make him light up yeah because I like but that's exactly it because they've known each other for a long time and that's always been the thing they've always vibed really well like even when there was like another actress playing Brooklyn that was also the that was always sort of the deal with them they just Mm -hmm. were very in sync it flowed really nicely there's a lot of inside jokes they just get each other so that's the thing I would love just to see more scenes with them together um but when, but when Ned walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I've seen Ned be with Dante ever since the whole cheating thing. Except for, I think, when they bumped into him at Kelly's. That's true. And I, I believe somebody read my mind, one of our like commenters, because I wrote in my notes, he went full on Ted that day. <laughs> Me I'm Me like, too. what I the was- F? I was like, he's being such a Ted. So when I saw that comment, I thought it was hilarious because, yes, that was spot on what I said to my TV. (laughs) I like that Dante was patient enough because Brooklyn was like, I cannot handle this. Peace out. (laughs) But I love that. I love the demonstration that they were on the same page. Yes, 100%. It's so like, oh, my God, I love it. And then that, you know, Dante actually physically took him out of the house. So Ned's like, oh, it's it's really this bad. <laughs> um, and I feel like he may have understood after Dante repeated it multiple times. But it just made me sad that Dante had to break down exactly what Olivia had said to Ned. And it still wasn't registering for him that he needed to look inwards and change himself in order to save this relationship. And that's why I don't think it's ever going to work. And Olivia is still going to stay in the house and he's going to have to figure out another plan. Oh my gosh, you don't think he can get it together? Not yet. I think it's going to drag on a little bit more because we did see like the slight hand touching of Olivia and Robert. I think there needs to be that. She needs to get that out of her system (laughs) to figure out if she really does want to pursue things because Ned still needs time to change. He can't change overnight. He still doesn't see that there's something wrong with him. Dante had to point it out in three different ways to him that what he was doing wasn't right. So he's not even close to being the man she needs at this point in time. 
Yeah, it was kind of a striking when Dante initially pointed out to him. It's like you don't even know her if you kind of think that's a good idea. And I mean, when Sonny cheated on Olivia, he yelled at Sonny. And so while I didn't get to see that, mm-hmm. um, I guess I did enjoy the way it happened with Ned. Okay, so like the because with <laughs> because he was essentially talking to Ned like a toddler. Yes. <laughs> And so while I didn't get to see the anger, that part was really funny. There was something really comical about that. Um, Really slowly walking that through everything. So he's like, so, so like, I have to show love from my heart hole (laughs) and not throw money at her. Is that what you're saying? So money won't fix this. It was like, yes, yes. I felt like you needed graphics to show Ned. Be a human. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's like he just wanted to throw money at it. It's like no matter what he said, it's just I feel like that's exactly what was going on. Said so, yeah. so money, money, no shit. Are you sure? Money, no. Okay, okay. More money. Let me try no. this again. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if I trade money for things like flowers? <laughs> Is that the same? <laughs> what about bouquets of dollar bills? <laughs> He's just going for the grand gesture. You know what yeah. I mean? Like all very stereotypical thing. And, and I, I love that they have to say, you need to fix your actual problems. Like you guys have <laughs> problems and you need to fix those. And I love that he said, he goes, I like you guys together. And I would like it if you figured it out. Like he's a good guy. He's just an idiot. Um, yes. But yeah, I would definitely love to see Olivia get her a little bit of Robert. <laughs> I know I would it say a lot, like... <laughs> but you know, whatever. <laughs> I love how that sounded like ribbit, but whatever. Um, and I think it's great how Brooklyn just kind of goes. I like I like the animosity between Brooklyn and Olivia because it's not what it is is actual love, but they yell at each other. Exactly. For it. But that's what's <laughs> so cute because it's such a mother daughter relationship. She doesn't have yeah. Lois there, and you know that there's a deep love and respect that she has for Olivia, and her opinion matters to her. So I do like the back and forth, but Olivia really does touch on something. No one trusts each other. Like, yeah. no one gives each other the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. And I can kind of see why that would make her mad. Because that's how everything went wrong with Ted. Ned, whatever his name is. <laughs> was that he didn't trust her when it came to Robert. And then Brooklyn walked in and did the exact same thing. So I can totally understand that. And I loved how they both yelled at Robert at the same time. I know. Because it's like, no matter what, no man's going to come between us, even if we fight. <laughs> Yeah, so sweet. That's true. As in their relationship is going to transcend her dad, which is true, though, because like if you go back to when Brooklyn started in the show, you'll see a lot of scenes with like Lulu being jealous. And it was right. Olivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that Olivia and mm-hmm. Brooklyn would just be in Dante's apartment cooking. So the funny thing is like, oh, man, she's probably had more of a consistent relationship with Olivia, probably. Like, Olivia was probably more present in her childhood than maybe Ned was. Oh, that's totally accurate, because he went off to be, like, some sort of superstar or something. Exactly. Okay, so I know we already talked about Peter before, but we need to kind of talk about the other side of Peter, which is, like, Maxie's Brit whole setup. Yes. So I'm scared. While that was super funny, the back and forth about yes. um, the suggestion of Robin <laughs> to raise her baby <laughs> and bringing Rocco back up, um, oh, no. the digs that, that um, Maxie took, um, it really kind of freaked me out when Britt said, it can't be someone you know. And then when she talked about the fact that she would do it, and, she, and she'd be the only person to know. 
where the baby was. Um, Because, I mean, look, they're setting it up, and obviously Brooklyn's going to be an integral part of this whole plan. Um, But the point is, like, Maxie says, what are you going to do if sort of Peter comes after you? And she said, the secret will die with me. I don't want her to die. Don't you? (laughs) No, I'm scared. And so, like, I I, 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 it really matters what you say, because a lot of the things you say happen. (laughs) So I I needed to just suss that out for a sec. Where are you going? Because you're saying you don't want it to, but I'm not hearing what you think will actually go down. Okay, here's the thing. Does her mom even know yet? No, not by those scenes. Remember, she's like, I just hit my funny bone. Exactly. So what I'm trying to say is when her mom finds out, her mom's going to be mama bear. And I think that she will just push it forward in a different way because Britt is doing the best she can for her health. But that is her mom. And not only does she have a mom, she has Obrick as her mom. So I have a lot of hope in that situation. Okay, that actually makes me feel a ton better. Um, <laughs> because I, you know, I'm hoping that they were going to throw us off because, okay, so where I was going when I was hearing that, okay, I'm like, okay, if Brit's the only one that knows, is it possible she might be out of commission for a little bit where no one kind of knows? Because I don't know if the plan is to tell Brooklyn, right? Because if Brooklyn's mm-hmm. in on the plan and Brit gets her the baby, I'm kind of wondering how much she will tell her because in my head I'm like this is so funny it's kind of like the reverse of what happened with Georgie when she was born remember she pretended that it was Lulu's baby and it wasn't Lulu's baby right and then Lulu raised her for a little bit obviously Brooklyn will know it wasn't her baby because she's not actually (laughs) yes but the but the point is we're looking at this concept of Maxie missing out on the first few years of her baby and you know with Maxie it was sort of like keeping it a secret but struggling with it because she wanted her daughter back and while Maxie may struggle this time wanting to know where her baby is but, like, what happens if Britt is out of commission? What happens if there is no way of reaching out to the baby when Peter is no longer a threat? Will Brooklyn know that it's Maxie's baby? Will Brooklyn even want to part with the baby, you know? Will she so, like the life she has mm, when she has the baby? Okay, so here's a couple of things I'm thinking. That Britt will obviously find out about Brooklyn. She's obviously going to be the one that has the baby. She won't tell her where the baby's from. She'll give her some sort of letter or, you know, along the lines of, like, the teddy bear or something like that. Like, some sort of keepsake that uh, Brooklyn has to open up in a year from now or a year and a half from now, which will give her a clue. Not necessarily telling her exactly that it's Maxie's baby, but kind of in a roundabout way. Because Brooklyn can't know, especially for the fact that Valentine is supposed to be the father. Peter's connection with Valentine. It's just, it's too much, as it is, that Peter would want to take that baby because it's connected to Valentine, much less her carrying the fact that it's Peter's and knowing the danger that exists. And she can't keep her mouth shut. That too. (laughs) 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 But you know what's insane? So it's like, I'm so curious to see how Brooklyn will react to this whole thing. Because obviously from her conversation with Chase, she hadn't exactly fully thought this through right Right. she's in it she's using the baby like as a means to an end but like look at what happened when she went to the sonogram there was no way of getting the sonogram you know what is her plan that she's just gonna like fall or miscarry like how is she going to do that part so I wonder if there will be some kind of release you know like like how Mm -hmm. will she react will she freak out about this idea like hey I just pretended now I, I have a baby like I am just so curious because 
Oh, that's true, though. <gasps> because if Brit finds mm-hmm. out, she can be like, I can out you or I can give you a baby. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> exactly. And then this will oh my uh, kind of uh, re-solidify that relationship. Not that it's totally broken or anything, but her relationship with Olivia because Olivia is going to be the one that's going to help her through this and help her become like a great mom. But this is exactly it. You know what I mean? She may fall into the role. It might bring the family together. You know what I mean? Like, will she like the life that she has? And I I don't mean it in a selfish way, but will she like everything that comes with that baby in terms of how her life will change? I think she will, but not necessarily for that baby. Yes, she'll love that baby. But the thing about Brooklyn is she always sees the bigger picture and she is willing to make sacrifices and she's not as selfish as everybody makes her out to be. So she will do this good thing for Maxie. She will give that baby back and it'll open her eyes to the life that she never thought she knew she wanted. Oh, I feel like I watched this episode. So good. (laughs) You're so good at putting this all together for me. Hmm. So I thought it was really funny. So Jordan kind of said something that Finn said. So when Finn saw Anna, he's like, you look pretty when he walked away. And Jordan, she didn't hesitate. Like, those scenes were kind of cute to me. Like, when she Mm. walked in, she's like, you look good. And, like, she wasn't (laughs) hiding it. She wasn't hiding what she was there for. (laughs) Okay. So Jordan's all like, yeah, cut off shirt. I don't think she was thinking divorce two seconds later in that conversation. But that's, like, where it went. Um... And so what was notable to me was that she tried to get emotional about it. Like, I'm sure she's kind of sad, but the whole time, and even though there were like really great visuals, like the, like the way that they filmed them staring at each other, the dance, but I just kept focusing on the fact that like their relationship where it's like, she makes an effort, but not all the way through. Like when she was crying, her tear got down halfway, but couldn't fall the rest of the way. It was like, I could cry, but I don't even have enough tears for this. (laughs) To me, I was like, that sums up your entire marriage. (laughs) It's pretty funny because like I saw it kind of different, but the same way at the same time. So she sees it. She basically is like, arms, you're sexy. I see skin. Want to do it one more time? And then we can get divorced. Like it was like exactly that. Like I think she knew it was over. She wanted mm-hmm. to just, you know, get wrapped up in that one more time and then be on her way. Like, she's fine. I think so. I think so. And then it was a total shock when Taggart was a different Taggart again. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like I'm watching one of my kids' cartoons where they use, like, a shrinkware or some kind of stupid machine to switch people every two seconds. Like, that's what it feels like. And I'm like, really? Stop it. You need to find the antidote to this and get the real guy back. Like, he keeps missing all of these pivotal scenes. It just yeah, it frustrated me because it's like, this is when we're going to see him put all the pieces together about Portia and Curtis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, seriously? But I love the way they, like, hugged it out. Like, what if... I don't know. I just saw the relationship between Jordan and Curtis so differently. Like, Taggart and Portia, he was just like, he... I don't know if it's just his approach or his lines or whatever, but the fact that he took responsibility, he basically apologized for being a crappy husband, gave her a hug and say, said, like, you know, we're still buds. Like, let's hang out. Let's raise our daughter. Let's have a good life. And I'm sorry you felt guilty for that for so long because I don't think you should have. Yeah, that's really nice. Like, it was really mature. Yeah, because I feel like at the end of the day, there was something real about their relationship. I don't really feel that when it comes to Jordan and Curtis. Oh, there you go. You hit the nail on the head. Yes, that is it. <laughs> okay. My favorite thing, though, and I know I'm giving all my favorite lines now, but he said, don't look now. It's not just your next patient. It's your ex. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I was like, I don't know who you are. Like, I blanked. I'm like, I don't know who this is. 
So I needed that little uh, summary that right? Taggart <laughs> offered. Oh, man. It. But I wonder if maybe Taggart will get his chance with Jordan. Because it's obvious he had always been secretly in love with her. Oh, my God. For sure. They're going over case files. They're going to be drinking. They're totally going to do it. Yeah. I just hope it's with the real Taggart. I don't know. Me too. No, it cannot work with the other guy. It has to be just for like, <laughs> oh my god, it has to be. It would be funny if it started with one guy and ended <laughs> with the other one the next episode in bed. And it'd be like, what? Um, <laughs> well, I kind of had the same thought about the Brooklyns. Like, one Brooklyn got to have the fun, yes. sexy time with Valentine. The other one got to carry the big belly. Literally, yeah. like, strapped onto her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I I forgot to to tell you this. Okay, so I saw a couple of our GH people on other shows. Oh my okay. gosh, okay. Do tell. I have no so, cable. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw Gladys and Jordan when I was watching Insecure, like binging Insecure. Like I binged it, I'm done, was late to the game, all caught up. And then Shiloh, um, yes. I, he was on Grey's Anatomy last night. No way, that's crazy. So I joked about the fact that his afterlife was on Grey's on our story. Oh, I did see that. (laughs) But no, no, no. That's not even the point of this. It's just that if you happen to watch the episode, spoiler alert, he dies there too. So I was like, that's interesting. (laughs) Just can't stay alive on these jobs. (laughs) No, no. Can't do it. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, okay, so... Sasha is like, oh, I broke up with Michael. She was, like, so thankful. She's like, I'm so glad this is over. Um, <laughs> and so she was pretty direct about it. Like, when she went to see Brando, I didn't think anything was going to happen right away, but I was like, her eyes are seeing something different. Like, she's oh, looking yeah. at that guy as if she already totally undressed him. <laughs> um, and so, like you, so you were having flashbacks when Michael and Willow kissed, being like, when was the last time this happened? I was expecting everyone else to kiss. Right, me did. too. That was disappointing. Yeah. Just like the hand in the steamy windows. Like, no, this is a cop out. But I was super entertained because when that scene happened, I was like, if the trucks are knocking, don't <laughs> No. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. It's, Hold on. I know, let me get it. Best. If the truck is rocking, don't come and knock it. Yeah, it's not as fun when you mess it up. <laughs> it's not. It's it always was funny also. When I mess it up. <laughs> yeah. So... So this is why like we don't head. know which one's which sometimes. <laughs> but, like, did you find that her hand banging was pretty aggressive? Like, it, it, def- it definitely didn't have that same sexy effect as Titanic. Oh, no, this was like, well, they're doing it good. (laughs) Bam, bam, just like that. (laughs) So that's what happened there. And she was just coming back the next morning like, hey, didn't regret it. Oh, like, I loved it. I love the whole vibe. There's so much chemistry between the two of them. Like, I'm kind of like glued to the TV when I see them together. Brando is leading into this. Like, seriously, they look like they've been together forever. Right, and that's what I love. It was like a breath of fresh air that they were so yes. honest with each other right from the beginning and not this dilly-dallying and, you know, trying to hide your feelings. I just loved her honesty. I love their chemistry. I love that his mother popped by and what she had to say and that Sasha just had, like, a glimmer in her eye, like, don't worry, I'm, I'm not worried about you, lady. 
<laughs> well, I mean, look, the girl can handle Cyrus, so she can handle mm-hmm. Gladys. I mean, she's very skilled at kind of, you know, taking care of herself. But what bugs me about Gladys is that when I, and I don't know if I said this last week, but I know I've been thinking this. So ever since she's been playing the role of a woman with money who lives in Port <laughs> Charles for more than a week, I find it's like she's, you know, trying to play a role and it's almost like a poor man's Carly. It's almost like she's trying to be Carly. You know, like Carly's ahead of her family. She's overprotective. And she's just like doing kind of like an imitation of that. So it's like, there's no reason, like nobody would ever be worried. Well, that's not true. Sasha like pretended to be somebody else and then did some real Mm -hmm. shady things. But Carly, Carly gave her a chance. But I'm just saying, if you know Sasha's heart, you shouldn't be worried if your son is dating her, right? We love Sasha. She's a great girl. But she walks in like Sasha's the enemy, obviously, because to her, like in Gladys's mind, Brando is her best friend. And, and so he's like oh she's like you're gonna take him away and you're not good for him like suddenly she's gonna parrot the son she told everybody he was dead oh my god okay looking <laughs> looking at it through the lens of like her pretending to be carly is bringing like a whole level of humor to this that i'm absolutely loving so i'm gonna try to remember that when i watch next week because exactly that when she said that i don't even remember what the line was she said to sasha like don't forget it next time we're like something really not significant and then stressed exactly away. like this makes no sense <laughs> And then she's like staring at them, like all upset, like there's a reason to be. And I'm just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you just got to town. Like, oh, my, it, it was like, it makes me laugh. Also, she just makes me cringe like a whole, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, talking about fake Carly, let's talk about real Carly for a little bit. Um, okay. So, at first, I was annoyed by this and I was like, I don't speak Laura anymore. But then mm-hmm. I think maybe I understand what her motives were because, okay, remember last week, like Martin was warning Nicholas about Laura's susceptibility to whatever game Cyrus is playing. Yes. And we saw she was very much like, Cyrus, you're evil, but I'll hold your hand because you miss your mom. Right. Then this week, she's all like, notice how the city is safe with your mom kidnapped, how you're not shooting people. And I'm like, I don't know if we really need to paint this picture, because like, what if he decides to just shoot a few people just (laughs) to prove you wrong? But I was scared about that. But she makes a point of saying why this is good. And then she runs to Carly and says, when are you going to give him his mom back? And part of me was like, are you actually doing that for Cyrus? Because Florence is happy. Like, if you take a step back and put Florence first, Florence is living her best life, and the entire city is benefiting from this. Not to mention, it's not costing Martin a dime. Because the only reason Cyrus was ever pulled into the mother's care was because Cyrus had enough money to take care of her. Exactly. So, I mean, this is working out for Martin as well, financially uh... speaking. And so... I was a bit weirded out when she went to Carly to ask that question. And then I thought to myself, okay, well, maybe she, she's, she's thinking to herself, if Carly gives back Florence, that she doesn't have to worry about Nicholas being under Cyrus's thumb. Okay, fair. I kind of thought the same thing too. What else? But I don't know if that's, look, I just, I think it's too late. Like, I, I just think it's too late for Nicholas. And I'm like, has anyone considered the fact that Jason is also in jail? And even though Sonny's not here to run the mob, and I get it, it would have been even better if Sonny was here to kind of make sure there was protection in place for Alexis. But why is Nicholas not using these other routes, right? And at the end of the day, I don't even think it matters. I think the mere fact 
that Cyrus knew that Alexis was going to jail. Whether Nicholas wants to comply or not, and I get that's the worry. The more you work for Cyrus, the more you'll be under his thumb. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like it's all too late. Cyrus set his sights on you. He found your most vulnerable element. And if you want something, he'll hurt Alexis. He doesn't care. That's exactly it. So it's, it's kind of frustrating because Nicholas is the type that like needs to be saved and he hasn't done anything kind of um, challenging or spy-like or revenge-like in a long time. So I felt like he jumped on this bandwagon a little too quick because he just, he's been such a good guy for so long that he just wants this mission to happen. And he's not thinking about his grandmother and he's not thinking about the repercussions, even though Ava, it's like, you can see that Ava's trying to reach him, but like literally it's just all bouncing off of him and it's not making any, any, um, how do you say it? Like it's not getting to him. It's not making a difference. No. So he doesn't have an end game here. And I'm actually pretty worried. Well, his end game is this. I'll give him his mom. He'll leave Alexis alone, but I'll still have power because he'll want me to help him with my mom, I think was his uh, plan. If I'm, if I'm understanding that correctly, he thinks uh, Laura is still his leverage. The key. Ooh, that's a bad to, hint. To, to, <laughs> to maintain control, right? And mm -hmm. so I don't know what to think because I feel like the, the cause like I get that he's trying to be strategic, but what is needed to deal with a man like Cyrus was the Nicholas who sat across from Cyrus and says, well, what's the guarantee that I'll give her back to you once I find her? Exactly. exactly. Like that is the kind of Nicholas we need to deal with a guy like that. There is no giving the guy what he wants. It's never going to end. As Ava, you know, pointed out to him. So it's like, I'm not really sure how this is going to go because we've seen what's happened. You know, he put the pressure on Brando for his mom and then Jason shot him to buy him time. So he set his sights off of him temporarily. You know, mm -hmm. he put pressure on Laura for a while and then backed off and now he has Nicholas. So he's just bouncing from person to person until he finds somebody else to set his sights on. I exactly. Like, I, I just think it's a dangerous game because once he gets his mom back, like, I don't know back in full force like everybody has been pointing out it's the only leverage they have exactly so many people are benefiting from it like you said so i don't see how this is gonna work and you know like when carly um, said to laura like how do we stop nicholas yeah it's super unlikely but i would love to have seen carly actually team up with ava and nicholas and i would have loved to have seen like carly talk with ava about like mob moves. Cause I think it's like a mutual goal for a lot oh. of people, including Ava, you know, who would have a reason to go after Cyrus, right? Because he's mm -hmm. the reason her brother is dead. Obviously I know she feels that Julian is responsible for the choices that he's made, but Cyrus is a big part of pushing him over the edge, obviously. And so a lot of people don't like Cyrus and a lot of people would have the incentive to be rid of him. So for me, I would kind of love to see that. I would like to see a fumbling Carly get it mm -hmm. together and focus on who to align with, right? Because she keeps running around saying like, how do I keep him at bay? How do I keep him at huh. bay? Well, well, remember, you know, Sunny was relatively calm, cool, dealing with all these things and it was about business. So it would be nice to see her snap and shift her focus uh, beyond who I get along with and who I don't and really try to focus on strategy and pulling in people that could help. Like I would love to see their heads together on this. Oh, I would love that because Ava, like, I mean, we say it all the time. Ava's a different person and Carly still sees her in this specific way. But, you know, just a momentary uh, piece would be really awesome. Well, watch how Carly is with Valentine. It's really cool to watch them, like, work together. You know, they may not be besties, but it kind of feels that way. 
And uh, you know what? And you mentioned this, like, you know, a couple of weeks back too, like just all the characters mingling together because they have a purpose right now. They have like one evil guy, well, two evil guys that everybody's trying to take down and everybody brings a certain, you know, talent to the table in a way that they can help strategize and taking him down. So yeah, adding Ava to the mix would be amazing. Right. And I kind of felt like, again, I, I don't know. I feel like it's unlikely, but it was just the mere fact that Laura was there. We're like, how do we stop Nicholas? And all these people are connected. So right? to me, I just feel like it would be reasonable if that were to happen. Yes. So, okay, I want to read this to you, okay? Because when I was watching the Tano this week, <laughs> and, I was, and I was seeing scenes of Sunny, I was like, careful, your Sunny is showing. Like, that's just how I felt. <laughs> yeah. And then I got this really insightful comment from Alana Understore Christine. And so this is what she was saying she learned this week. So she said, so they spoke to the audience again. One, that Jax knows Nina is with Phyllis and will mm -hmm. make his way to the Tano. Two, Jax has no interest in getting back with Carly or getting involved in that life. Ooh, and okay. three... It's overwhelming for Sonny to carry all the weight of the organization, but he handles it with calm and ease. I don't know. I took a lot out of this episode. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because I've been thinking about this too, like what this means for Sonny, right? Because they keep giving us this message that he's walked into this Hallmark movie and his mm -hmm. life is, he's having a simpler life. Yes. But slowly we're seeing him resort to his so-called instincts. Mm -hmm. and power plays right seeing people's weaknesses seeing who's good who's bad it's just innate it's there and we're also watching Carly try to manage the business and I think it's reasonable like if you're not used to running the mob it might be a little challenging at first a bit of a learning curve <laughs> there's no training schedule no but we're kind of but that was an interesting comment that she pointed out was that while it's a lot he actually does it with ease right Yes, he's out totally. running around freaking out all the time. So that's an interesting thing to appreciate. That is hard, but he makes it look easy. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, okay. So he finds out a couple things about this guy, the whole embezzlement thing, lots of chats with Nina. I don't know. She's kind of freaking me out. Like today, once again, like, do you want to know? And like, Ugh. I'm doing something selfish. And the fact that she's like talking herself into feeling like she's doing him a favor. Oh my God, I can't I, like, even. I can't even begin to express, I will though, but I, I can't <laughs> even begin to express how disturbing this line of thinking is. You know, she says, you know, he deserves to be happy or fresh start. And I'm like, I I'm sorry. Okay, like, who are you to decide that? This is a father. For somebody who didn't mm -hmm. appreciate being kept away from their child, you are doing this to this man. For somebody who's dumped how many men because they've made choices for you, because they decided what you could and couldn't handle, you're doing this to this man. So I'm, I am failing to see the logic here about how this makes him happy. Because aside from Carly, the guy has a life and people that he loves and he has kids. He has kids. So for me, that's really, really hard for somebody who's always struggled with having her child taken away from her, that she would allow a parent and child to be separated. And, and that's what's hard. The level of crazy that's happening right here, I, I don't understand how they can bring her character back from that if they take her back to Port Charles. You know, we're talking about Wiley. We're talking about all the people in Sunny's lives, in Sunny's life. <laughs> and it's just a lot of people have done a lot of bad things, but this is a new level of Twisted. Well, it's a new low because you know what I mean? Like this is a person who has grown, right? Oh, that's mm -hmm. interesting because for how long have they been talking about the fact that 
you're not like now. You've grown. You've made oh. something of your life. You've turned your life around. So I think it's so interesting. They've been hammering in that point for a very long time now. Um, so yeah, it's almost like there is no excuse. Like, unfortunately there is no excuse. Like, you know what I mean? Like being hurt, even with the situation with Wiley, it's reasonable to, for Michael to just say, we want some space right now, or it's reasonable to suggest maybe you need to process because a large part about being in Wiley's life is accepting the fact that he has an adoptive mother and it's accepting the fact that like, we haven't decided when we're going to get into the whole Nell thing with him. I think it's reasonable to figure out for her to take the time to figure out if she's okay being in Wiley's life, knowing that everything about Nell and about her daughter has to be kind of put on the back burner for now and that she has to accept Willow. I mean, I think that would hurt. I think that's hurtful. And I think she needs to take the time to realize that's hurtful. And maybe I need to figure out how to process that, how I'm going to be in Wiley's life with all of these realities in play. So frankly, I don't see there being a lot of excuses off of what she did and it's horrible, but she's pretty relaxed about the whole thing. Like, I know she says like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Like, I feel really bad. Like, I don't think she does. Like she's living her best life. And even when she throws these comments, like even to Elijah, like, oh, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll just like write that article and be gone. I'm like, what? Like even the call (laughs) from Jax, all of it, all of it, I find are little signals that, hey, people are going to find out. You write this article, people come to town, people are going to find out. Like, how do you write this article, mention the Tano, Sonny was there, and you never met him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, all of these events, like, it doesn't end well for her. And it's just bizarre. Like, there's just no way out right now. Not to mention how Phyllis is going to feel. Okay, Phyllis is, like, possibly the worst judge of character ever. (laughs) 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 And she's going to be all like, woe is me, I feel so guilty, I make all these bad choices, blah, 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 blah. I like honestly I don't even know what's gonna happen like I don't know if Phyllis is gonna find out with everybody else what she did or if she's gonna find out and maybe try to help Nina because we saw today that she she like Mm -hmm. took the phone away from her to supposedly help Nina in air quotes but in reality she didn't want Nina to leave so she doesn't want Nina to leave how is she gonna feel about Mike leaving oh dear lord Okay. like Phyllis is falling in love with her new cast (laughs) (laughs) And she doesn't want there to be any shakeups. So we'll see. And obviously Jax is on his way because like Phyllis gave a huge clue. Like, leave nice. her alone. She is with me. Remember we met? Just Google me. <laughs> like, what? I'm at the Tano. Come find us. <laughs> but exactly. <don't. laughs> but I feel like I feel like it's gonna take a minute for, for Jax to realize he knows this. Yeah, it will. It's Jax. <laughs> It'll take all <laughs> the same way it takes a while for Anna to realize that Valentine knows this, and then she does too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we covered everything. Um, do you have some funnies? Um, okay, fine. I have one. <laughs> I have one that I found. Okay, it's actually it's from Brooklyn again. Uh, she was my favorite line last week when she referred to Valentine as a USB fighter to chase she was part of the like usbw something and i'm just like she's like the only one in port charles that doesn't know what the wsb is i love it because she's part of the quarter main so she lives in her own little ceo company trading bubble exactly (laughs) not that she knows what any of that stuff is either (laughs) oh my goodness okay well so i love that she's the best um, some of my favorites. So this one was when uh, it was Brit and Maxie, and they're like, "Is it weird to fist bump over, you know, faking a baby's death?" I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and they and- did it. <laughs> they did. <laughs> 
And then, okay, like, was it just me? And, and you know, there's this intense scene with Chase and, and, you know, Willow goes to hold his hand and then he wriggles his fingers, moves his hands, moves his feet and then says, I can't feel my limbs. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he moved all of his body and <laughs> said he couldn't feel anything. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And another one of my favorites. Oh, okay. There's, there's two more. Okay. So... okay. I'll um, be here when... a while. <laughs> Welcome to the Mel show. Okay. So, um, when Joss and, <laughs> okay. So the line where Joss is talking to Carly and she, oh, she finally admits that she was waitlisted and they're kind of like tackling that issue. And Joss says, you have so much on your plate. And Carly says, oh, my gosh, Jocelyn, you are my plate. I'm like, oh, my God, dear. So cute. Um, it was really sweet. I just have to say this. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's just weird for me to watch her have this, like, mundane storyline. Like, I go, wait, listen. It's like, do you, like, are you aware of the challenges of your life? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she had a transplant. You know, yeah. someone switched her brother's bipolar medication. And that's not what did him in. He, like, got blown up. In addition to that, right? Yeah. And then her boyfriend also dies. Her other friend that she makes to dies. Her stepfather, like, just died. <laughs> and she's like, I got waitlisted. My life sucks. <laughs> just like, but it's, but very, I like, it's very teenager. It, it is. It's just interesting to see that it's like, oh, my gosh. Da, da, da. She got wasted. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, but it was an interesting conversation about, you know, life just being really hard right now. I like their back and forth. I mean, Carly and Joss, it's always magic how they relate to each other. Exactly. So my other line also comes from a Carly interaction with Laura. And this is my last line. And Laura says to Carly, now that we're all family, they share with me what's on their dysfunctional minds. That was really hilarious when she, like, put it that way. I'm just really disappointed in Laura. It's like, can you just take Martin back as a brother? Like, really? Right? It's kind of it's kind of bothering me a little bit when she's all attitude with him. Oh, 100%. Because it's like, I don't feel that she gave, she gave Cyrus some of that attitude. But I feel like for Martin, maybe because he was closer, maybe because she had more expectations for him, that he's handling a bigger part of her frustration. And it's, I don't find there's a reason for that. Yeah. I was going to give, do we want to give um, a star, a sexy star to Brando and Sasha and Willow and Michael just because they actually had a kiss on the lips? I, I love that because it's like, I feel it. I feel the energy. You're like, yeah, that was sexy with Brando and Sasha. And I can hear it in your voice. How you're like, I guess we can give it to Michael and Willow because they actually lip kissed. <laughs> But I feel like you already almost forgot that they did it at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just give it to Sasha and Brando. Like, it was pretty hot. Oh, my gosh. I, it was just fire. I put, like, three fire emojis. It was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, we've done it all. We've talked about our lives. Wait, I, I have stars. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you have the floor. Um, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe Brit. Um, yes. I didn't hear you give any to Ava, so I'll do it. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. I just feel like I do it all the time. I needed to like give myself a little downtime. Um, I don't going to give one to Jordan just cuz I want to. I'm glad she's moving on. 
She is. Yes. Good for her. Make the make better choices in men. <laughs> or circle yeah. back to one that you didn't do anything with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think now this is complete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I unenthusiastically interrupted you to give some stars. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, everybody. Uh, well, that's a wrap and have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.